Hello and thanks for joining. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 1. Today's lesson is titled, Israel Multiplies in Egypt. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 1 and let's read. The book of Exodus chapter 1. These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt with Jacob, each with his family. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. The descendants of Jacob numbered seventy in all. Joseph was already in Egypt. Now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died. But the Israelites were fruitful and multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous, so that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, who did not know about Joseph, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become much too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous, and if war breaks out, will join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor, and they built Pithom and Ramses as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread, so the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with hard labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. In all their hard labor, the Egyptians used them ruthlessly. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shifra and Pua, When you helped the Hebrew women in childbirth and observed them on the delivery stool, if it is a boy kill him, but if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people, Every boy that is born you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. Now, uh, Exodus uh, chapter 1 starts with the conjunction now, uh, which means it ties back to uh, what was before, uh, which is Genesis chapter 50. So let's look at uh, Genesis 50, 50, 22 through Exodus uh, chapter 1, verse 6. All right. One book back, Genesis, starting at Genesis 22. Now Joseph stayed in Egypt and his father's household, and Joseph lived 110 years. And Joseph saw the third generation of Ephraim's sons, also the sons of Makar, the son of Manasseh, were born on Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely take care of you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised on oath to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely take care of you, and you shall carry my bones up from here. So Joseph died at the age of 110 years, 
and he was embalmed and placed in a coffin in Egypt. Now, these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob. They came each one with his household, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the persons who came from the loins of Jacob were 70 in number, but Joseph was already in Egypt. And Joseph died and all his brothers in all that generation. So now we uh, can tie in and from how we're going from Genesis right to Exodus. Now, the children of Israel grew in the land in Egypt and multiplied. Notice verse 7. But the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Now, uh, we see next there is a new ruler over Egypt. Look at verse 8. Now, a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Now, uh, the people who ruled Egypt while Joseph uh, was alive uh, were, the, Hick were the, the Hyksos, a Semitic people who were uh, from somewhere near where Joseph would have been uh, from, which is why, you know, the Pharaoh uh, could have, uh, you know, promoted Joseph to such a high position. Now, uh, the reason why this Pharaoh did not know Joseph is because the uh, Hyksos uh, were expelled by uh, Amos, the first Pharaoh of the 18th dynasty, uh, somewhere around uh, 1570 to 1546 BC. Now, it is also believed that he was about 10 years old at the time, uh, which also could add to why he didn't uh, know Joseph. Now, the Pharaoh is concerned with the numbers that Israel have in the land of Egypt. Notice verses 9 and 10. And he said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and in the event of war, they also join themselves to those who hate us, and fight against us, and depart from the land. Uh, next we see taskmasters are appointed over Israel. Look at verse 11. So they appointed taskmasters over them to afflict them with hard labor, and they built for Pharaoh storage cities, Patham and Ramesses. Okay, now uh, these storage cities uh, were passed down to Solomon uh, later on. Uh, but uh, let's look at it now. Uh, turn uh, a, f uh, a few books to the right to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 9. Okay. Uh, 1 Kings 9, 15 through 19. Now, this is the account of the forced labor which King Solomon levied to build the house of the Lord, his own, uh, his own house, the Milo, the wall of Jerusalem, Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and captured Gezer and burned it with fire and killed the Canaanites who lived in the city and had given it as a dowry to uh, his daughter, Solomon's wife. So Solomon rebuilt Gezer and the Lord of Beth Horon and Belath and Tamor in the wilderness in the land of Judah and all the store cities which Solomon had, even the cities for his chariots and the cities for his horsemen and all that is uh, pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon and in all the land under his rule. That's just a little uh Look ahead to uh, where these store cities were passed down to. Now, 
uh, no matter how the Pharaoh treated Israel, they kept multiplying. Notice verses 12 through 14. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and the more they spread out so that they were in dread of the sons of Israel. And the Egyptians compiled, compelled the sons of Israel to rigorous labor. And they made their lives bitter with hard labor in mortar and brick and at all kinds of labor in the field. All their labors which they rigorously imposed on them. Now, uh, this goes to show us uh, that God can and will bless his people no matter the circumstances. Now, uh, the Pharaoh has a plan to stop the growth of Israel uh, by giving the midwives an evil assignment to kill the newborn uh, male babies. Look at verses 15 and 16. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. One of them was named Shephrah and the other was named Pua. And he said, when you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth and see them upon the birth stool, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. Now, um, now can you imagine, you know, being a, a woman uh, who was given this order to kill an innocent baby? It had to be hard for these uh, midwives to hear. But uh, thank the Lord uh, that the midwives feared God. We see this in verse 17. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them, but let the boys live. And uh, we thank the Lord for that. Now, uh, more babies are born and the king is wondering why the midwives have disobeyed him. Look at verses 18 and 19. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and let the boys live? And the midwife said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and they give birth before the midwife can get to them. Okay, now uh, it has been assumed that the midwives uh, lied to the Pharaoh, but uh, they uh, were in the right, so they would not commit murder. So you can look at it and say, well, they were supposed to be under his rule and do the things that he said, but they didn't want to commit you know, murder on these innocent babies. Now, because of their actions, God uh, blesses the midwives. We see this in verses 20 to 21. So God was good to the midwives and the people multiplied and became very mighty. And it came about because the midwives feared God that he established households for them. Okay. Um, I lost a spot. Now, uh, not only did the midwives have children of their own, but also their lives uh, were spared, even though they disobeyed the Pharaoh. So that's another blessing. Now, uh, Pharaoh was determined to not let the Hebrew boys live. Look at verse 22. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. Now, uh, the Nile River runs through Africa, Africa and uh, it goes through Egypt, Ethiopia, Burunda, Uganda, and, uh, and Sudan, and it runs some 4,258 miles. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, this can be, you know, a great graveyard for these baby boys because uh, it's, a, you know, this is a very long river. It's not like maybe a short river you see in your town in the bank. Uh, there's lots of room uh, and lots of things in, in that water in, in, uh, with, when you have 4,000 plus miles of water. Uh, to throw babies in uh, to die.
Well, that brings us to the end of uh, Exodus chapter 1. That's all for now. God bless. Just get on board